you in the name of all that is good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Gwen Pearl and her team today with Paula and is that a I can't remember he said it was a uh, soprano, soprano saxophone yes ah oh, really nice our evolution I think we're here to grow develop and unfold all of the time. I remember there was a story about a woman who was on an airplane. She was with her son, she was with her daughter and her husband at the time. And she was very stressed out. And she had a son who was about 10 months old at the time. And she was nursing the son. And this was their very first family trip they had all taken together. And she said she dreaded flying. And she recalled getting on the plane and kind of saying to herself or to the universe, God, please be with me on this flight. Because she didn't want her young child screaming and bothering the other passengers on the plane. I don't know if you've ever been on a flight and right behind you, there is that very rambunctious child. And needless to say, the mother said her anxiety was super high because of the stress that she was going through and all the stuff that was happening in her life. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as the flight took off, it appeared that 10-month-old baby boy apparently did not care about her, his mother's prayers because he wasn't having it. He started crying. In fact, she said he was wailing. And there was nothing that the mom could do to comfort that child at that moment. And she said she felt so bad for the woman sitting right in front of her because her son was wailing right in her ear. And the mom just knew that the woman was going to turn around any minute and give her a piece of her mind and say, shut that baby up. But much to her surprise, that didn't happen at all. Instead, the, the woman turned and looked at them and looked at her, the mom, and asked, can I try? And the mom was somewhat hesitant, but she thought to herself, well, even if she's a crazy woman, she can't get off the plane with my son because nobody can do that. And so she said to her, sure, go ahead and try. And the woman said, well, if it's okay, I'd like to hold him. And I'd like to walk 
around with him on the plane. And the mom said she was so desperate, she said, do what you have to do, because she was at her wit's end. And the woman sitting in front of her knew apparently this mom was struggling. She just sensed that. And the mom said she was so disappointed in God. I prayed for help, and you just ignored my prayers and abandoned me. What good are you? But she did stand up and put her son in the woman's arms. And all the while, the kid's still crying and not wanting to go to this woman. And of course, everybody on the plane is staring and looking at her. Of course, they couldn't leave. That's all they could do is stare and look. But the woman took the child and started walking up and down the aisle. And the mother's watching. And sure enough, eventually, the kid stopped crying. And the woman sat down on the airline attendant seat, I guess called the jump seat, and she held the child for the entire flight of the plane. It was like three or four hours. And the kid's hair was all wet, he was sweaty, and it was sweat all up and down the woman's arm, but she didn't care. The woman didn't really want to give him back. But the mom was relieved because she needed a break at that moment. And when they finally landed, the mom couldn't thank the stranger enough. And it suddenly dawned on the mom that her prayer indeed was answered because the woman sitting in that next seat clearly was sent by the universe at that moment. And the woman that was holding the kid was in tears. And she handed the boy back to the mom and said, thank you so much for letting me hold your son. I lost my son a few months ago. And you were an answer to my prayers. And the mom teared up and said, ah, you don't know. You were the answer to mine. And the mom went on to say, you never know who got sent and how the love of the universe brings everything together to bring good to all concerned in any given moment. It says in Romans, the 8th chapter and 28th verse, we all know things work together for good for those who love God, for those who are called according to God's purpose. And I believe that story is a demonstration of the mysterious, unifying, and harmonizing energy of love. Well, we're in our fifth week of our Faith in Action series of divine audacity. We're talking about love and wisdom today. And as pointed out in the text that we've been reading for this week, there are different definitions of what love is and different perspectives. But one definition of love that I've been leaning on this week is that love is really when we are supporting our own or another person's spiritual growth. Now, sometimes that support doesn't always look like it's loving. I remember when I was in a treatment center many years ago with a number of other clients going through their experiences. And one of the things that we had to do is follow all of these rules. And if you didn't follow the rules, then it was your obligation to bring it up with the rest of the group when somebody was getting out of line. Now, these are a bunch of individuals who did not like to be considered snitches. But we had to do that in order to help the other person recognize where they were falling down so they would not come back to really getting into habits and behaviors that would 
somehow impede their recovery. So we had to do what they call pull-ups. Said I pull up so and so, and then point out what it was, and and no one really probably enjoyed doing. But in the end, it was for their spiritual growth, their development, their unfoldment. It is said that God, the universe, loves us so much that God cannot leave us alone. Sometimes I want God to leave me alone. I don't want to grow that much. But the good news is that we never have to ask, "Is God going to love me?" God is love. And this presence that we call God is also within each and every one of us. So sometimes we attract things in our life that we are not conscious of to help us grow ourselves, to help us get whatever we need to express and live out the audacious lives that we're here to live. And sometimes unbeknownst to us, we may even create circumstances that on the surface we do not like and don't understand why they're happening. Sometimes we're in a movie of our own making. And of course, in our own movie, we're, we're playing all the parts. We're directing it. We're providing all the resources. We're giving it all the energy. We're writing the script for it. And we're playing all the things that we play. And sometimes the parts that we don't like, we may project them on a villain and think somebody else is causing us our problems. But it's us always creating the scenarios, scenarios for us to grow spiritually. So sometimes we create a horror movie, and a villain or a bad guy or a bad girl is part of the horror movie. And, and this is called Halloween, so I'm talking about horrors now. So uh, <clears throat> I'm going to save myself from all this other people and all this stuff, but it's always us. The loving God presence within us. And the movie is going on and on and on. And we may be caught up in the drama forgetting we're playing the role. And we play them so well. And sometimes we've denied that we're playing them so well that we have, like I said, projected them on other people thinking that they're the problem. And if somewhere we believe we could just change those other people, oh, my life would be okay. But understand that it's never the other folks. I was playing the role of Dracula Friday night, and if you know this movie, you know Dracula keeps going, coming back. You kill that bad boy, you might move from New York to Sacramento and change jobs. You got all your garlic out and your cross and superstitions and all your affirmations, all kinds of things going on. But it's happening because there's something there for us to learn and to grow from. God loves us too much to leave us alone. As I thought about it, I was thinking about, you know, sometimes if you say, I want to get away from a person, you know, it could be a job, could be in a relationship, and, and you move and you go somewhere else, and then bam, there they are again. Now, they're in a different body. They may be a different sex, but you know that they are the same individual coming back to haunt us again. But we want to realize that it's all good. You know, as in the reading quotes this week, quotes Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity, on the power of love, it said, insists that all is good, and by refusing to see anything but it, causes that quality, that quality of good, to finally appear uppermost in itself in all circumstances. So you ask, how can we trigger this power of love to come and help us grow, develop, and unfold? 
And we simply ask the question, how does God see this? How does spirit see this? Because everything in our life is either to be enjoyed or learned from. And so there's something in it for us to learn from it. Because how we see a particular situation really determines what it is for us. Love calls it good. And love is that harmonizing energy of this universe. As again, as our reading notes in Colossians, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. I think that's what happened on that plane, that story, that everything came together in perfect harmony to help all the parties to grow, to support them. Whether it's the mom, the woman that was the stranger, or even the child who finally got a very nice three or four hour sleep. You know, the highest law of attraction is that divine energy of love. And this energy of love is beyond words, but is more real, more powerful than any force that there is in this universe. And when we embrace our wisdom faculty, which is the second faculty for this week that we're taking a look at, we recognize this power of love and how we let this wisdom guide us in every aspect of our life. Now, we access wisdom. We have to have the ability to say and do the right thing. You know, when we access that power of wisdom, we say and do the right thing at the right time, at the highest and best way that we can. You know, the book of Proverbs says, remind us to tap into this wisdom. And it says in four, the fourth chapter, the eighth verse, that get wisdom and whatever else you get, Get insight, prize her wisely, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. Now, wisdom, what they call in our text, is applied knowledge. Where we know that we know that we know, we just know something. And sometimes we get wisdom through experience, what they call the school of hard knocks. We get kicked in the cosmic keister, get kicked by the cosmic two-by-four, we get some wisdom. Sometimes we get it through our intellect. Sometimes we get it through our logical reasoning. But as I read the reading this week, I think the highest form of wisdom comes through our intuition. It comes through that inspiration. And sometimes we know something without any process of reasoning at all. At all. There was a nurse who was responsible for caring for a patient. And that patient was doing pretty well after undergoing what they call a minor surgery. In fact, the patient was scheduled to be discharged the very next day. However, the moment she started her shift, the nurse had a bad feeling in her gut. You know, for a reason that was unclear to her rational mind, she kept checking on that patient, and she never usually did this because there was something within her that said, do it. Like I like to say, that's something is a name for God. Something. I don't know if you've been driving down the street and, and something says, you know, I probably need to get off this exit now. But we don't, and we keep on going. Then we realize that we're stuck in traffic for much longer than we thought. We just had to listen to our wisdom. Anyway, each time she checked the patient, the patient would just say, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm completely fine. And late one morning, the patient went for a walk around the hospital. And the nurse offered to walk with him. And she said 
She was glad she did because the gentleman passed out just while he was walking at the grounds. And he apparently had a very serious heart condition that was not detected. And the nurse was told if she was not there with him, he probably would have passed on. You know, that day the nurse believed she was particularly in tune with her intuitive faculties. That she tapped into that all-knowing something that guided her to check in on that patient and to accompany him on his walk that day. Something she said she normally would never do because she had so much else to do. You know, I recall the day I was, many years ago, I was thinking about this chapter. I was in high school and I took this exam on, in math. And uh, there was a particular question that I had no idea how to answer. So rather than leave it blank, you know, I decided to put something down that just kind of came through me as an answer rather than just leave it blank. And out of the blue, I had this idea that came up through me, and I was led to use some formula that I had no clue what it meant or where it even came from. And since I had nothing to lose, I said, hey, you have nothing to lose. Just plug in the numbers and in this equation that seemed to be made up. And I finished the exam and didn't think any more about it. And I just left the room and went about my business. And so when I got the test back, uh, the answer was correct. But only, not only that, but the teachers commented that it was an equation that he had never seen before. And neither had I. It was just some kind of uh, intuitive flash I got in that moment. I tried to capture that intuitive flash on some other tests. None of that worked. Apparently, uh, you have to give spirit something to work with and, like, prepare in order for it to have something to work with. So you got to know something first, and then it'll give you the increase. But despite that, I believe that we can learn how to cultivate our intuitive powers. We can tap into that infinite wisdom that we all have access to. But that's a course in and of itself. We can actually tap into those impulses that say, do this and don't do that. I think we can all assert our intuitive power of wisdom by asking, what do I know? And more importantly, how does God see this? Because we always get answers to the questions that we ask. And if we begin to ask that question, God is all, knows all, omniactive. If we ask a question, what does God know and see about this? We will tap into that innate capacity where we can judge rightly, as it says. We will discern correctly. You know, Linda Martella Whitsett points out in her book, and she made reference to the Disney story, Jiminy Cricket, telling Pinocchio, let your conscience be your guide. We all have an inner knowing that says, do this. This is the right time. This is the right way. And I believe that woman on that plane had a flash of intuition, and she knew she could calm that trying child. Something told her. It was no reasoning. Nobody gave her any information. And I think that force, that God, that divine presence came to her. It is that force that binds everything together to work for the highest good for all concerned. We have an inner guidance system our own personal GPS. And when we follow it, it always leads us to that harmonizing power that love has for us. This is what the world is crying out for today. 
This is what is important. Because we know on a deep level, on a profound level, that love is the remedy for the separation of consciousness that we're often witnessing in our country and our world today. See, when we put use of our faculty of wisdom and our faculty of love, we begin to break down the artificial barriers that our human minds have created. That artificial barrier that's created between people and groups and nations. And when we begin to tap into that wisdom and that love, we will begin to look at each other and begin to see the beauty that we are always expressing because we come from that presence. And we'll begin to stop seeing the, the, the differences that we've made up. And we'll look at someone that we ordinarily would say, man, that person is really off their rocker. And we'll say, look at that wonderful light that is shining through that individual. Isn't God magnificent to create all these different kind of people in this world? <laughs> and we'll see <laughs> life through a different lens. We'll see that the many variations of how this infinite spirit needs all of these variations to reveal its infinitude, to reveal how we can grow and develop and unfold to become a harmonizing force to make a difference in the world. So we want to do our part by letting our innate wisdom guide us to practice the unifying power of love. It's not always easy. This, if everybody's it's easy, everybody be doing it. But as Jimi Hendrix once said, when we follow the wisdom and insight to know that when the power of love becomes the love, when the power of love becomes more important than the love of power, the world will see peace. And our seemingly upside down world will suddenly become right side up. So I say to you that here online, that each of us are expressions of the presence of God. So as they say in the old school, brothers and sisters of God, the time is now. The place is wherever you are to be more than you ever thought you could be. The world needs us to be those channels of wisdom, to be those channels of divine love. And as we do, we will manifest the divine audacity that is in each and every one of us. So it is. Peace and blessings to you. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center